Welcome to the show, everybody. Short show. Just one thing, you know, because it's the only thing that matters. And I'm working. I don't have a ton of time today. So, short show, and we've got a very special guest. Ayla Gazzardo, head coach of the Southland Conference champion, Southeastern Louisiana Lady Lions. Coach, first ever in-person interview. Big deal for you, I'm sure. I'm sure you're telling everybody about it. Right? I am. Yeah, I, am. I, I believe it. <laughs> Congratulations, and thanks so much for, for taking the time. Thank you. Look, anytime I could talk to you, it's a, it's a good time, especially <laughs> talk about this program. Yes, yes. Very good thing to talk about. Just first off, let's start with last night. I wanted, if, if I was able to talk to you before the game, I wanted to ask, just there was so much buildup of this is it. This is what we've, we've built towards. Was there any concern going into the game that maybe you put too much emphasis on that and maybe you come out flat? You didn't, fortunately, but was that a concern for you guys? It's always a concern. You know, with these big games, you, you know there's pressure, and you try not to talk about it as much as you possibly can, but you know there's pressure in these big games. Uh, one thing we did a really good job as we talked about, this is just another game. And we've been talking about that for the past 10 games. Mm-hmm. The next game is the most important game. Whatever yeah. it was, we could be playing UNO, we could be playing Corpus, we could be playing Commerce, or we could be playing Houston Baptist or Houston Christian for the championship. That's the most important game, whatever one's next. Our next one is the most important game. And we really tried to keep you know that mindset the whole time. And that was the best way to keep our players focused. What was the point in the game where you said, all right, we're playing good basketball tonight? Was there a point in that first quarter where you felt like it? When Jen Pierre hit those outside shots. You know, it, oh, was, yeah. it was a bad shot. We were all <laughs> saying no on the bench, and then it goes in. And then she came back to the bench and told Coach KJ, you know, I know that was a bad shot, but I was feeling it. <laughs> yeah. you, you, and you look at her, and you're like, all right. At that point, I'm like, oh, we got it. Because, we, you know, we were having some problems with foul trouble. We had – our top kids on the bench, Haley mm-hmm. and Lex, had fouls in the yeah. first quarter, first half. They were on the bench most of the time, so we really had to make sure our bench was locked in and ready to go, and they really handled it. I want to ask about this before I forget to, because I think he deserves so much credit, is, is, is K.J. Lee. He's been a part of this program since you started building it. Him being here the entire time, what he's meant to this program could you just talk about that? Because he's a guy that doesn't get a ton of shine, mm-hmm. but he's been here from the start and building this thing with you. And anytime somebody wants to talk about it, I'll try because he <laughs> deserves the shine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we first got here, we were both assistants. It could have been any one of us taking over this program. Yeah. You know, and I was, I was fortunate and blessed that he wanted to stick by my side during this, and I literally could not be in the situation without him. You know, you want to talk about best defensive team in the conference, that's all him. Yeah. You know, he is our glue, especially defensively. Um, you know, basketball, X's and O's, that's his game. I handle a lot of the other stuff, but when it comes to on-the-court basketball, let's get this done, he's he's your guy. He's a great, great, great person, great friend, and, you know, even better coach. Now, um, like you said, you, you Haley entered foul trouble early. Um, but Jen Pierre has just come on so strong. One of the highest recruits that you've ever had. Number two player in the state last year, and we're finally seeing that this year. I mean, the outside game is there, but then the quickness is there as well. Just her development this year, you have to be thrilled with it. It's been fun to watch, and it's been amazing to coach. She's one of those players that – 
most freshmen have a hard time finding that speed for the game. It's too fast. Yeah. With her, because of her speed, she just fits him perfectly. Uh, now we're working on her IQ and just her knowledge of the game, where that ball needs to go offensively, defensively, just angles, small little details that it's so easy to clean up by just watching a little film. And she loves this game. So she studies it. She's passionate about it. She puts the work in. Everything that she does, she goes hard. Mm -hmm. and, and our team complements her abilities. Um, we're one of the best defensive teams in the area, in the region, in the country because of her, because yeah. of the ball pressure that she can apply. That 94 feet of constant pressure can disrupt any offense. Mm -hmm. So she's what she can do, just her God-given abilities, has been unreal for our program. And now we're adding a little bit of flair to it. She's starting to hit those outside shots, that mid-range jumper, those floaters. She's making nice little no-look passes, dishes down low. That's where her game is expanding. I think the, the comparison is easy. A couple of undersized guards, Marlon Veal and her. I mean, the progression from freshman year throughout it, that's the easy one. And it's just been so much fun to watch her be able to expand her game offensively. Now, Taylor Bell, she's been battling injuries all year, but we're starting to see her get healthy again, too. I think people are kind of... Uh, almost forgetting that she's she's still coming back, but we got to see her and uh, hit some threes last night. The post game's always going to be there with her. Mm -hmm. Just with what she's been through this year, how excited are you for her to be back on the court? I'm just happy she's back. I'm going to be honest, because at one point this season, she wasn't coming back. Mm -hmm. You know, she fractured her finger. Her finger was completely dislocated during the first game in our conference, Nichols game, and she was out for a while. She battled a concussion for a minute, uh, came back, battled a concussion, and then – she had a bad knee injury in the Incarnate Word game on the road. Uh, actually, her meniscus is still torn. Wow. So she's playing with a torn meniscus right now. And, you know, it's to the point where after the season's in, done, she's going to get surgery, clean it up and everything. But there's not much we can do about it now. She's already used her season. She can't get it back. Yeah. So she's playing on it. So she's playing on a torn meniscus, and she's pushing through the pain. Um, she's not going to be her completely, but you can see sparks here and there. Of She's got it. Oh, my gosh. The ability that she has um, – you know, her she's able to put the ball on the floor. Her spin moves get into the rim, just outside shot. It's all pretty. And she's just got to get back to where she's 100% healthy. She's not there yet. Yeah. But when she's on the floor, she makes a definite impact to our game. You alluded to it. Top 15 defense in the nation. I think you guys are 12th mm -hmm. at right now. From year one to now year six, was that always something that you – I mean, every coach wants to have a great defense. But is that something that – this team has almost evolved into that you've leaned into or is that something that you always wanted to get to as the head coach of this program when we got here I'm not gonna lie we didn't have the players to be able to score at a high caliber consistent 70 75 yeah. points per game that's just not who we were we didn't have that type of skill players so defense has been what we've relied on you know in the past and we recruit tough nose, built defenders. Yeah. You know, that's just who we recruit. If you're going to play for us, you have to be able to defend. Mm -hmm. No doubt in mind. You have to be able to defend. And we've had a bend here and there for a few people. You know, Lex doesn't really love to defend, mm -hmm. but she can. Yeah. You know, we can get it out of her. She's that tough dog where she's not going to let anybody punk her. Yeah. You know, number 10 from Commerce had 18 on her, I think, the first time we played her. She took that personal. She had two points last time we played her. Yeah. So, I mean, she can defend. And every single person that we recruit, that's the number one thing. Can they lock up? Can they defend? Can they defend at a high level of where we need to be? And that's our job to put them in those positions and work with them and talk about angles and, you know, where, when to go, when not to go. But 
you got to be able to do it. So it's, it's became us in this program. Going back to last night, are there any logistics that you have to figure out before a championship game in terms of cutting down nets, anything like that? I assume you had to have that on standby here in Hammond. They had to install a new net for the state championships today. Is there anything that goes into that beforehand? It's everything that goes into that. <laughs> and, and as a coach, you don't. You don't want to have to think about those things, but you have to think about right. those things. You know, in my head, after you win the conference championship, I'm worried because now selection shows Sunday and we're probably going to play in those first four games. i got to be prepared for us to fill out our paperwork and charter out and leave that Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. So everything is quick. You're focused on the game. you got to win the game. But in this role, you have to make sure everything else is ready to go. You know, I had a – we got here, we had ladders up, ready to go, and then we were like, oh, my gosh, we don't have systems. <laughs> So we were running in our office trying to find scissors. One scissors didn't work. I'm like, oh, gosh, we're not playing for this. So you miss a few things. But at the end of the day, we're cutting down nets. Yep. So I will take the mishaps. I'll take the missing scissors. Um, but it's a lot. It's a lot that goes in to running a Division One program. Oh, I, I – A successful uh, Division One program. It's there, easy for we do not. There, right. There you, you go. Down nets. <laughs> we, you, were, you were talking with me about it. Uh, it's the second time you've cut down a net. Mm-hmm. You cut down one at Akron. Did you think this one went better? I definitely did because at Akron, I'm not going to lie, I loved it. It was my first time. I was an assistant. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I felt like I had a little role to it, but I also felt like, you know, this is my team. This is something that we've worked for. It was special. Yeah. It was special. And then I, after I cut my net, I, I've got my three kids here and my mom and family members and the people that I'm doing it with. And that makes it even more special. You know, I look around the people around us. This is a special place to be. I'm home and I'm doing what I love. Yeah. And I'm winning. So what what, what better can we get? Yeah, and I, I wanted to, to kind of close on that. You know, a Hammond native, graduate from STA, and now you're here. And I talk about it all the time, but I just – people don't – I don't want people to underestimate just – or not appreciate what it is that you've been able to do. I mean – how does it feel? Has it set in yet that you have done what a lot of people couldn't do here and that you've, you've accomplished it at Southeastern? That's bring home a conference championship. When I took the job, it was scary because I didn't know if I could accomplish it because no one's done it before. Yeah. But realizing how bad I wanted it for this area and how bad I wanted it for the people around me, and I don't want to disappoint anyone. That made me want it more. Um, I think being here in this city, coaching in my hometown, made me want it more. Mm-hmm. And the fact that no one's done it before made me really want it. Yeah. And it, it put it put a fire under everybody. And I don't have just people that are playing basketball here at Southeastern. I have people who are invested in this school. You know, my coaching staff is truly invested in this school. I have one that played here, one that should have been recruited here, that lived right down the road. I have KJ who's played at Nichols, who lives in Denham Springs. So people are invested in our program. Yeah, It's more than just a basketball team. You know, this is a family, and we want our family to be great. Uh, we bicker, we fight, but we love even harder. And that's, you know, championships are great, but the relationships and the moments that you make and the people that you meet are hands down top tier. It's state championship weekend. That's how I'm able to, to be with you right now. Over the last couple of years, just the conversations with coaches have to be different. 
It's completely different. <laughs> People want to talk to us. Now. Right. <laughs> no, when we first started coming here to these tournament games, we were just trying to find players out on the court that would take a chance on us. Yeah. Um, we'd be lucky to get someone that we're recruiting or even have offered or committed in the championship game. Mm-hmm. We were lucky. Uh, now we're, you know, we're putting those offers out early and they're coming in. You know, we're being very picky, very selective on who we recruit. And now people are congratulating us. You know, they want to talk about our success and talk about where we brought our program, this culture. Uh, we weren't getting asked a few years ago to do LHSAA clinics for yeah. coaches that we have to do tomorrow. We weren't. And it's it's a good thing. It's a lot more on our plate, but it's a blessing. And I would rather have this way than the other way. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll close on this just – you know, first conference championship in program history. First time that Southeastern will play a postseason game since the 1981 season. <laughs> just, if you can, put it into words, putting you on the spot. But just, what has this six-year journey been like for you? Obviously, it's not done, and there's then there's going to be years to come. But there's never going to be another first. Just, what does it mean to you? I'm not gonna lie, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Um, where we came from, we were literally at the bottom. Yeah. And we had very few people that believed in our vision. We tried our best to stay the course, to change the culture the right way. I didn't want to do it fast. I didn't want to do it the wrong way. And I didn't want to get it to be something that's just one and done. I want this to be consistent. And to have it done now, to be the first, finally. I look back at all my teams and I'm like, oh, this was a group, we should have did it with this group. I'm looking at the, the team that I have right now. I'm like, this is the group. This is the coach and staff. This is the time. Uh, it's all falling into place. You know, I've, I'm looking at my family. My family's complete. I've adopted all my kids. Yeah. And now's the time to win championships and to do it consistently. You know, we have a chance to go back to back to back. The way our recruiting class is set up, mm-hmm. we don't really have a dip right now. You know, it's, it's reloading every year. It's a fun thing. But for this year to be the first, special. That's, that's the best word. I, this is a special year, and I'm happy that we're getting to do it with this group. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at the State of SLU. Visit the website, thestateofslu.com. Southeastern women's basketball coach, Ailegzardo. Coach, thank you so much for the time, and congratulations. Anytime. Thank you.